0: You're listening to the Radiant Church Podcast. Worship with us on Sundays in Kansas City or join us in June for our youth and young adult conference called Bold. Today we'll talk about this phrase, the final phrase that Jesus says on the cross where he looks to his father yet again and concludes and says, into your hands I commit my spirit. All right, so let's read the scripture. It says this, Luke chapter 22, verse 44. It says, It was now about noon. The darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, for the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called with a loud voice, Father, here it is, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he said this, he breathed his last. I like the way that the message says it. Jesus called loudly, Father, I place my life in your hands. And then he breathed his last. Father, here he is. I place my life in your hands. The vision for the message today is that we would look to God day after day. Father, I place my life in your hands. I'm going through chaos. I place my life in your hands. I'm tempted to make everything work by my own intellect, money, and capacity. Father, place my life in your hands. Let's pray together. Father, we love you. We pray that the word of God would come alive in us. We thank you for the opportunity to take week after week and look at Jesus on the cross. And we ask, Lord, that we would trust you like never before. Father, we ask that like our example, Jesus, we would place our lives in your hands when we feel like manhandling our lives, when we feel like us being in control. Father, we ask that we would have the ability, the strength, really the revelation to be like our Savior who looks to you and says, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Father, I place my life in your hands. We honor you. We love you in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Well, spring break is over. And when you guys were all on spring break, I saw so many of your Insta stories at the beach and I was jealous. And uh, how many of y'all love... Family vacation, like family vacation, beach, anything. I'm, I mean, my, my favorite. I'll just be honest. my My favorite thing in life, I think. I mean, is, I mean, my favorite time is. I just love our family vacations. I, I, I look forward to it. Renan and I, plan, we start planning. We start planning one vacation while we're on the other one, just looking forward to it to get away with our kids. We just we love it, and. Um, I'll never forget being on a family vacation with my family before we had so many kids. We just had two before we had four. Um, They keep getting more expensive. But uh, I remember being on vacation in in Palm Springs uh, with Renata when we had two kids, just Dawson and Olivia. When Dawson was little, he came out to the pool. We're in Palm Springs, like 109 degrees outside, super hot. And I'm in the pool. Dawson's got the floaties on. And I'm like, Dawson, jump in. And Dawson doesn't want to jump. He was two or three, little tiny kid. Dawson, jump. He's scared to jump. Dawson, jump. You can trust me. You can trust. Come on, jump. I got you. Dawson's scared to jump. Doesn't want to. Dawson, come on. I mean, big brown eyes, brown hair. Looks just like his mom. Perfect. Come on. Dawson, jump, jump, jump. Won't jump. Scared. No, no, no. Finally, jumps. And I caught him. And I caught him once and four hours later, I was still catching him, right? Because once he got it one time, it was like, I'm gonna do that all day long. Here's the reality, when it comes to trusting God, when you have experienced God catching you, when you've leapt, when you've said, I trust you and I'm scared to death, I feel anxiety, you will start to jump more often. Like in that moment where you said, God, my life is in your hands. I'm going to obey. I'm going to walk by the scriptures or I'm going to fulfill the calling that you have for me. And you jump, you start to get addicted to putting your life in his hands. Like the, the world looks at you and says, trust yourself. The only person you can trust is you, yourself, and a couple friends, maybe a spouse. But the Christian worldview is this. He is your father and you can trust him. He is a, we sing it all the time. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. Right? We say good like nine times. Good, 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 good father. That's like the culture right now. Here it is. He is better than you think. He is, you cannot exaggerate his goodness. And he is the father that as you say, all right, my temptation is to only trust me, to never trust you. But God, based upon your character, based upon the fact that you not only have the skill, ability and desire to catch me, but you have the capacity and you know more than I know and you are better than I am and you are good. And I would rather place my life in your hands than me be my own boss. You go, all right, Now my prayer for us is that as we start to look at persevering and we conclude this series, that you would finally just say, okay, I surrender. I'm letting it go. My life is in your hands. I'm putting my life, I commit, I'm putting my life in your hands. And just like Jesus comes to the end and he looks at his father and he's saying, father, into your hands, I commit my spirit. Numa, I, I commit me, you take me, I'm, I'm moving towards you, here, here it is. I have finished the work that you called me to do and the concluding statement of Jesus on the cross is one of trust and I trust you. My eyes are on my father. Jesus was all about his father. He talked about his father all the time. In fact, we read the very first thing he said on the cross was about his father, right? Look into father, father. Forgive them, Father. And not only the first word on the cross, but the last word on the cross is Father. In your hands, I commit my spirit. He talked about his Father. In fact, over and over again, one of the strengths that we can pull from this phrase that Jesus says on the cross is the way that Jesus so often communed and talked to his Father and even talked about his Father. He said over and over again that he trusted his Father. He talks, he speaks of father. I actually wrote down a bunch of times just in John how he talks about his father because he does it so often. In the Sermon on the Mount alone, 17 times he talks about his father. When he's with his disciples here in John, 45 times he talks about his father. In John 17, when he prays that final prayer that we read called the high priestly prayer, he speaks six times where he refers to God as father. And I'm just hoping that you can increase your level of revelation with God as Father, like Jesus saw him as Father. Let's just look at a few of them. John 10:15. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I know him. I, I know my Father. Jesus said in John 10:30, I and the Father are one. He's united with the Father. John 14, 31, I love the Father and do exactly what the Father has commanded me. John 15, 10, if you keep my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. Jesus came from the father. He says in John 16, I came from the father and entered the world and now I'm leaving the world and here it is and I'm going back to the father. I, okay, you sent me on a mission. You had something for me to do and we talked about that. We talked about how he finished the work that the father called him to do and then he's looking, he's got, his, he's got this trust element. I'm looking towards my father, even in his last breath. All right. So you kind of think about your life. You think about your house. You think about your kids. You think about your education. You think about your school debt. You think about your taking care of your grandkids. You think about all the things that you're tempted to allow to bring anxiety. And here's what I want you to do. I'm going to look to you. You are my father. You care. You actually care more than I care. I am not alone. I do not have to do this by myself. I have a father that cares. And as Jesus spoke to his father, I want to invite you to speak to your father. Talk about your father. Let's let let the language of the father be on our lips. The more you know your father, the more you will trust your father. Jump! Jump! jump. If he's caught you before, he'll catch you again. And so get to know the Father. Just work on it. Just get get alone with God. I mean, like a broken record, my prayer for you is that you would get alone with God and that you would know him. That's what Jesus just says right here. He talks about knowing the Father. That's why the first core value we have as a church is we want you to know God. Like Our vision is not, hey, we want you to come to church on Sunday. Our vision is, we want you to know God. Church on Sunday helps you gather with the saints and look to God. But the dream is that you would know God. And Jesus knew the Father. And you want to persevere like Jesus persevered. I want to persevere like Jesus persevered. Here we have wisdom from our Savior who in his last breath, Father, Father, I'm looking to my Father. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And Jesus was always talking about his Father. Even when he goes to teach the disciples how to pray, he starts off our Father as Father. And you could come to him as Father. You get to come to him just like a little child. And Jesus paves the way, the finished work on the cross enables you to come to Him as Father, and you come with that same Abba cry Father, Daddy, like a little child, Dad, it's like you're the kid with the floaties, and you can trust Him. And I know, I know, listen, I know the temptation is to think, all right, easy answer. For you just to say, I just, I'm just going to trust God. and I've been around people all the time. I've been around people, even in my heart sometimes, it's easy to get cynical where you just kind of go, easy way out. You know, just you, you got to do the work. You, you better put your hand to the plow. You got to, God helps those who help themselves. I mean, and just give yourself or give other people a little speech and kind of try to push God out a little bit. Here's what I want you to invite you to do. I am not saying to be absent from you carrying the role that God has called you to do. But what I am saying is that at the end of the day, your trust is not in self. Your trust is in Father. My trust is in God. I I trust you. And though I live in a culture that says, trust me, trust me, and only me, you are into your hands. I place my children into your hands. I place my future into your hands. I place my education into your hands. I place my marriage into your hands. I... God, I give you my spirit. I give you my life. I, place, I give you everything. Take it. I'm trusting you. And the first time that we find Jesus talking at all, he's talking about his father. Luke 2, right? 12 years old. The first time that we hear words coming out of Jesus' mouth, he's looking at his parents and saying, did you not know I would have to be in, about my father's business? It's, it's this relationship with father. I know him, I walk with him And I'm doing what he's called me to do That's it, that's what I'm about Right there, I I know the father The very first time we hear him talking about At all, it's about his father And then at the end Of course you and I know that there's The resurrection and he talks some more But I'm talking about on the cross Before the resurrection, the last thing that we hear him say Is, father He's still looking to his father Into your hands I finished the work you called me to do and my my trust is in you. I I did it. I I I endured. I I persevered. I I lived the way you called me to live. I I served the way you called me to serve. I I prayed the way you called me to pray. I preached the way you called me to preach. I made the sign. I did, I finished the work. And now my trust is in you. I'm 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 looking. I'm fixing my eyes on you. You're you're good good father and I've got my eyes on you and my my hope is that in the middle of your journey where you feel tempted to live with perpetual anxiety I just want you to know that no matter what you're suffering you're going through or hardship you're going through Jesus has gone through worse and Jesus on the cross has his eyes on his father and I want to, we want to invite you get your eyes on the father just 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 all right I'm going to fix my eyes. My father delights, cares for, loves me. i fix my eyes on God. And here's the other piece. Not only in this text is Jesus looking to the father, but Jesus is actually praying the scriptures. And so as your friend, I want to invite you into the world of praying the scriptures. Jesus has the scriptures on his mind, right here, when he prays this, this is actually Psalm thirty-one five. So he's 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 repeating, he's praying what has been written in the Psalms, which just this wild. So there, I mean, you think about when you've been beaten to death and you're bleeding and it's your last breath, what's coming out of most people? This is not scripture. But he's been so praying the scriptures that it's what comes out of him. It's what happened earlier where he, where he cried out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It's, that's Psalm 22. It's coming out. And if you'll pray the scriptures in the good days, when you go through the dark days, what's inside of you will come out. And it'll be the word of God flowing out of you. Like alive, like right, just, just in you. That's why... That's why we do, at the prayer meeting, I mean, every week, we're just, we're, we're praying together. And every week, there's a moment where we pray the scriptures. Either we do it from the microphone or I lead people in praying the scriptures. And, but here's the agenda. We want to get the scriptures in us. Because whatever you feed yourself on is what you will develop an appetite for. And so if you feed on the scriptures, you'll hunger for the scriptures and then when you face that moment, that bill comes in the mail. That person says that mean thing. That person unlikes you on Facebook. Whatever it is, the darkest hour of your life. <laughs> it's that, it's, it, this is what's in you. It's, I've got my eyes on the phone. The word of God is inside of you. The scriptures are flowing. And that's my hope, that Jesus could be our example. And like Jesus, we could get the scripture flowing out of us. And we're saying it. We, we, we know it. And if you'll get that, if you'll get scripture in your heart, that scripture in your heart will give you traction on your darkest day. That scripture in your heart, as you meditate on it, it'll be your traction. Scripture will be your friend when you, when you go through the hardship that you need to persevere through. And so that's, that's my prayer that we would start to get that in us. And not everybody can make it to the prayer meeting. But you could get alone with God and pray the scriptures. You could do it when you're driving in your car. You could, I mean, just, just get, it, get it. If you're looking for what should I pray, what should be the language of what I pray, here's what Jesus did. He's praying the Psalms. He's got the word of God. He's always repeating Deuteronomy. He's always got that in him. Here's, if he can do Deuteronomy, <laughs> then you can get the gospels in you. You know what I'm saying? Just get it in you. Where, you're, where in, your, in your hard moments, you're praying the scriptures. And it's actually interesting because this was Psalm 31 was one of the prayers that was an evening prayer in the Jewish tradition. And so many scholars think that it's quite possible that Jesus had grown up praying this prayer as a child. So similar but different to how we would say, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep, you know, something like that. He would Maybe Mary and Joseph are leading him into your hands. I commit my spirit. And so that at the end, when he's going to be with his father, he is articulating the way that he's been trained since he was a child, which is why we as parents, we're so committed to making disciples of our kids and helping our kids understand the word of God, get it alive inside of them. And I want to tell you this, those of you that are young parents, boy, if you can help Help your kids in these early days. Get the word of God inside of them. It's one of the best things you can do. And when they go through dark days, it could just be that a scripture from their childhood comes alive inside of them. So here's the idea. Pray the scriptures. You come before God. And what what, what I would encourage you to do is, psalms are easy. Just start with the psalms and just, just take a psalm and you just start to pray that same psalm over and over again. And I'll tell you this. So for me, my, praying the scriptures has been what's helped me fall in love with the scriptures. Like, to be very honest with you, more than a bachelor's degree in theology or a master's degree in theology, which I spent a lot of money and time doing. <laughs> praying the scripture has helped me love the word of God far more than those things. Just just getting on my face and just praying back to God what he's already said. So here Jesus on the cross, last thing, Father, he looks to his father and he prays the scripture, quite possibly what he had been praying since he was a little boy. And my hope for you and for me is that we would pray it, we would get it in us and we would place, place ourselves, place everything that we have in his hands and trust him like a child. Trust our father and trust Jesus' example. I just, sometimes I, I feel like people think it's elementary. You know, like I'm gonna just trust God and my father and prayer. And it's kind of like it's for kids. And it makes me sad because when we look at the example of Jesus, to the end, he's talking to his father. To the end, he's not walking in his own strength. He's saying, I, I trust in you. It's, it's in you. And so, hey, Though you live in a culture that says autonomy, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, prove that you are awesome, you you will be the most awesome when in brokenness and weakness, you trust a father who is far stronger than you are. And so that actually is greater strength to say, God, I trust you. I am jumping in, floaties on, here we go. I trust you. Boom. There they put them on and I trust you, God. I can't. You're God, you're omniscient, I'm not. You're omnipotent, I'm not. Far better to trust the omniscient, omnipotent one who defines himself as love and says that he loves you the way he loves his son than to just trust you and your intellect and your education and your ability to drive. I mean, you know, like trust all your own skills. No, hey everybody, the God of the ages will catch you. So, I trust you into your hands, just like a little child. I'm going to put my life in your hands, God. My dad uh, always talks about when they had triplets, how he could fit all three of the triplets in his hands. Like all three, not one, all three. So, uh, Dana was four pounds and eight ounces, and I was four pounds and four ounces, and Deborah was three pounds and ten ounces, and so we were these, you know, three little triplets. And so they're like, oh, I thought he could hold you like that when you were 16. No. <laughs> I'm sure the Douglas kids were a little bit bigger than that. But uh, but we were, we were, and my dad talks about how he would hold us just all three right there. And our heads would be right here, and he would like, you know, just hold us right, just all three, all three right there. And what it meant to just hold us, and how much he loved holding all three of us. And he had a lot of power. I mean, just boop. I mean, he... He's a good, good father. (laughs) Here's the idea. You serve a father. He's got you. He cares. He cares more than you know he cares. He's got you. And I want to encourage you. Trust him. I want to encourage you when you're suffering, when you're going through hardship and your temptation is to just put it on your own back and live with anxiety and fear and just try to be a better person. No. Halt. Stop. Surrender yourself to God and let it go. I trust in God. It is not my strength. It is your strength. Jesus is my example. And Father, into your hands, I came up my spirit. Into your life, into, into, you, into your hands, I put my whole life. That's the way the message says it. I just love that. Into your hands, I put my whole life, like everything, it's in your hands. So he calls him Father. Then he prays the scriptures. And then this last piece is this Jesus is looking to eternity. Like he's he's, he's looking at where he's going. Into your hands, here I come. I'm I'm, I'm with you, God. I'm, I'm with you, Father. Again, temptation is to live where everything we measure is success here and now, it is not eternity. We live in a time where it is the the measuring stick of success is anything but eternity. And often we live in a culture where you're a little bit mocked if you measure your success in life based upon eternity. But here, Jesus, looking forward, I got my eyes on my Father. I'm looking to you. He's talked over and over again. I go to prepare a place for you. I will come back and take you with me that you might be where I am. He's always talking about where he's going in eternity. And I just want us to get that. I want us to think that way. Because if you'll think about eternity instead of time, you'll live differently. If you're driven by what goes on for trillions of years instead of 90 on planet earth, you'll live differently. And it'll give you a different sense of joy, a different sense of life. Stephen, actually, the first martyr of the church, spoke almost exactly what he learned from Jesus. Right there where he's going through persecution, they're throwing stones at him. He says, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. So he actually goes to die the same way that he saw Jesus do it. Here I am, receive my spirit. I wanna invite us to think, all right, God, I've got forever with you. I'm looking to not just time, but I'm looking to eternity. Paul talks that way. I don't know if I want to stay here and labor for the gospel, which is which is better for you, or if I want to go be with the Father, which is better by far. Like that's a that's a that's a kind of language we don't really have, right? Like we don't really say, I don't know what's better for me to stick around here. It's better for my per- the person in the cubicle next to me so that they might hear the gospel, so that they might know God, or if it's better for me to go be with the Father. I'm talking about us increasing our loves in both directions, where you see your life as far more than attending church for yourself, but where you're like, I, I care about the people in my city, I care about every tongue, tribe, and nation. So this is, I, I, got, I got work to do. I, got, I, got to, I want to labor here. I care about where this goes in eternity. And it's good to be with the Father. And I want to be with him forever. And you got, you got eternity in view. And I know, I know it's hard to live this way. I know that every demon in hell is trying to get you to think only about yourself and your comfort. But I'm telling you, we have received an invitation from God to live a different way. We've been given an example by Jesus. Father, you're a good, good father. You got me. I'm gonna jump. And Father, I mean, on the cross, got the language of the word of God inside of me. And I'm looking towards eternity. I'm not looking at time, I'm, I'm looking at you, I'm looking at where this thing is going. That's my hope that you then, even in your life, that we would live like Jesus and here goes, this is that we would even die like Jesus, that we would in the end go, I finished the work you called me to do. My trust is in you. I'm not facing death as a man without hope. I'm facing death looking forward to the life I have forever. And the saints throughout history have actually prayed this prayer, many on their deathbed. I I read about tons of them. Here's one of them. Martin Luther died February 18th, 1546. On his deathbed, he prayed, into your hands I command my spirit. You saved me, Father, you faithful God. What happens if we get some of that inside of us? In the very end, It's not not about the 401K. It's not about anything else I accumulated on earth. It's into your hands. My faith is in you. My trust is in you. It's about God. It's about my... So that you live well. And even when it comes our time, that you die well. I've got my trust in God. In this series, we've talked over and over again about persevering because we're looking at Jesus on the cross and one of my favorite stories about you know one of my heroes Count Nicholas Ludwig von Zinzendorf was as a teenager but you know I love teenagers as a teenager he saw this picture of Jesus on the cross it was a painting and as a teenager he saw the painting that says this is what I did for you what will you do for me And it moved him to a life of devotion to Jesus. Marked him by staring at the cross. My hope has been that over seven weeks, week after week, we've looked at the cross. And we tried to take time, attention, break down Jesus' words on the cross. And that you would leave the cross the same way that Zinzendorf as a teenager left, looking at the cross, looking at Jesus. All right my devotion, my commitment, my intention. On me, low. On Jesus, high. Why? This is what he did for me. If you would like to follow Jesus, we'd like to connect with you on your journey. Email us at follow at radianchurchkc.com. If this ministry has encouraged you, we'd love to hear your story. Email us at mystory at radianchurchkc.com. If you'd like to invest in Radian Church, please click Give on our website, radianchurchkc.com. Are you a young adult and interested in spending a year in Kansas City at Radian Church? Check out radiantintensive.com. Thanks for listening to the Radian Church Podcast.